Good morning, good evening, and good night, my terrible listeners. You're tuned in to Terrible Sex with Nassim. I'm producer Dan, and each week I have the honor of bringing you registered nurse, aspiring sex educator, polyamory enthusiast, and true woman of the people, Nassim. She tells us stories, answers our questions, and helps us feel more comfortable around our world's infinite variety of sexuality. If you've got a question for Nassim, call, write, or email her. All that contact info is at terriblesexwithnassim.com. Hey, Nassim. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I just got back into town. Well, welcome back to town. Which town are you in currently? I'm currently in Chicago, Illinois. Me too. Welcome back. Fancy, fancy that. Thank you. Yeah, I went home. Uh, so my husband visited me last week, and then he stayed for the week, and then we drove back to Michigan on Tuesday. Lovely. Um, and then I got a tattoo on Wednesday, Ooh. and then I flew home Thursday. <laughs> so, How many tattoos do you have nowadays? This is number four. Number four. And what is it? It's a goat. Any significance behind your goat or just because goat? Because, because I'm the goat. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No. <laughs> Greatest of all time. No, it's... Ah, um, I get it. No, it's a little like... I feel like goats because they're... Um, not to get too like astrological hippie woo-woo about it, but... But, but here we go. But here <laughs> we go. So <laughs> goats are... Um, you know, they're associated with mountains and the earth and grounding. And sometimes I feel like I need a little bit of grounding in my life. All right. Um, and I'm also a Capricorn. <laughs> so, and that's like the seagoat is the symbol. Blah, blah, blah. So that's, uh, that was my reasoning for it. I love it. And it's just, and it's just really pretty. Like it's just a beautiful piece. Cool. So did you get that in Michigan or in Chicago? <laughs> I got it in Michigan. Um, the artist that I went to, Leah, Leah Luna, at Electric Chair Tattoo. In Shout New out City. to Leah. <laughs> she a base uh, great. Yep, she did my uh, memorial piece for my dad on my arm, and she did a fantastic job. And uh, I booked with her back in December for this goat piece. Um, so it seems kind of silly going back to the small town for a tattoo when no I live way. in Chicago, but. I just, she does such good work. Right. And, you find um, a good, a good artist. You got to go with your good artist. Mm-hmm. But I am getting another tattoo here in Chicago in June. So I'm pretty excited about that one too. Well, great. Glad yeah. to they're, hear it. They're so addictive. You get one and then you immediately want another one. At least I do. I have a couple myself. Yeah. All right. So what else is going on? You got tattooed. You saw your old man. You went to Michigan. My mom's birthday is today. Happy hey, birthday. Happy Oct- birthday, mom. Ha- happy birthday, BB. <laughs> uh, I called her this, or she called me this morning, right before I was going to call her to wish her a happy birthday. And she's asked me what I was doing today. And I'm like, oh, you know, I've got to work tonight, but I'm recording the podcast today. And she just got real quiet. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but, no, listen, you're a wonderful good. lady and your mother did a great job with you. She had God to have been right responsible for the person you turned out to be. So, uh, in some way, shape, or form. Some way, sure shape, was. or form. She was responsible. Yeah. And I think yeah. she did a wonderful job. I think you're a hell of a lady. Well, thanks a lot. You know, I could have an entire podcast episode just about how amazing my mom is and all the shit that she's had to overcome i don't Um, think there's anything wrong with that i'm ready to record that episode whenever you are (laughs) all right sounds good it won't fit the theme of the podcast but god damn it she's a killer lady hey if your mom's worth it i'll deviate okay (laughs) yeah but enough about my mom on this terrible sex podcast (laughs) (laughs) how are you dan (laughs) Man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, let's see. Started a new renovation project. Now that the kitchen's oh, done, really? we're moving down to the downstairs bathroom. And we ripped out a tub a couple weeks ago. Uh, bought myself a new small jackhammer. So I look forward to putting that to work and breaking up some concrete so that we can fix some plumbing issues. 
Um, Man, look at you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Teach uh, teach my five-year-old how to use a jackhammer. Time to teach her some real-life skills. I don't think OSHA would appreciate that. But uh, I don't have 11 employees, so I am outside of their jurisdiction. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And, Actually, yeah, go well, ahead. On, on top of that, we, um, we've been making preliminary plans for some future family travels, some international travels, and um, it's been really fun and exciting just to think about the possibilities, and my wife's getting pretty into that, too. Usually, I'm the one with my head in the clouds, um, but we're both kind of amping each other up on on some ideas we've had, so. That's awesome. Yes. I can't, I can't wait to do some traveling myself. I've been sort of putting it off, but... Um, hey, you just yeah, traveled to forward. Michigan and back to I Chicago. Just, that's true. I did. Exploring did the beautiful more. Midwest. <laughs> There's so much to see. There really is. Um, I just didn't see much of it. Uh, but I did see my friends. I saw my family. It was nice. Beautiful. Yes. Can you so, hear that? You no, know, what is that? That's old old dumpster, my bulldog grumping in the background. Oh, dumpster. How's dumpster doing? Dumpster. You know what? That's another thing that's great. Thank you for asking. Dumpster is doing much, much, much better. And uh, we just got back from the vet this morning and got a clean bill of health for old dump. So she's oh, very good. happy with his progress, too. I'm very happy to hear that. Thank As you. you know, we did have to put my my dog, Brandy, down a couple weeks ago. Um, this is that that, was I'm, really, I'm, I'm raising my glass to old brandy so good old brandy good old she brandy. was a good girl but it was time she was very sick and not doing so hot so well i'm sorry Best to thing hear for it. her unfortunately yeah thanks but no fun no fun it's never fun um but i did get to see smudge when i went home oh a little smudge she is a different cat really the, than the one that i passed on she owns that house she <laughs> doesn't let anyone touch her <laughs> she the other cats try like she does play with one of the other cats sully um but then she also bosses sully around too like she is the queen of the castle nice 100 good for her absolutely yeah well cool i'm glad smudge is doing well <laughs> she is very happy perfect so Nassim, what do you have for us this week? What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, beds. 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 Everybody's got uh, one. Everyone's got one. Um, how long have you had your bed? Seven years, probably. Okay, so well within the time frame, the, the lifespan of a bed, of a good mattress. Is there a, is there a specified time frame? <laughs> I think depending on the brand, it's like anywhere between like 15 years, 10 to 15 years. Sounds like you work for Big Mattress. And (laughs) you're just trying to get everybody to buy a new mattress. I'm not. I'm not. Ladies Um, and gentlemen, Nassim is now in the pocket of big business. I don't know if you can trust this podcast any further. (laughs) Casper, Purple, Helix, (laughs) Nectar. Serta. I know you spo- I know you sponsor these things. <laughs> uh, this is it. This is the episode. <laughs> no, so when my husband and I first got married, I mean when we got married, <laughs> uh it in 2015, um, we got a fair amount of wedding money, you know. Yeah, a couple bucks. And we we a couple pocket. bucks. Yeah, a few things here and there. Um and we spent the money on a bed, on a mattress, because we had a really shitty one that was his. And it was like 20 years old or something. And it had been passed down from like college roommate to college roommate. Right. And God knows what was living <laughs> in it. So we decided, okay, we're married. Now's the time for a, a, a new good mattress. And it was fine, but it was a, still a cheapo mattress that we got at the local whatever denos or mattress company furniture place that was in town and it served its purpose um but then it was getting really uncomfortable i like a firmer mattress and it was just too soft and i wasn't doing so great so anyway last year 
um, with our tax return, we decided to get a new mattress. Yeah. And I ordered one <laughs> online. <laughs> um, and it was a great deal because it was not just the mattress and it was one of those, it was a platform style. So there was no box spring and it came with a headboard and a frame. And I was like super excited. And it was one of those that you um, may hear about on podcast ads. <laughs> one of the foam ones that comes in a box. Well, as soon as they sponsor us, you'll hear about them here. <laughs> yes. So, uh, well, or not. <laughs> So uh, we get this mattress. It's a king size. There was so much more real estate than what we were used yeah. to. Like we had really bumped up. <laughs> we had we were we were living high on the hog, right? Living, living in luxury, living life. <sighs> life. Unfortunately, this bed frame that it came with, it's a fine. It was a fine frame. Okay. Fine. But you have to. It was made of wood, but you have to understand, hi, dumpster. He's just laying there grumping. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's amazing. I love it. This is real life. So, I, so my husband and I had been using the mattress for and the box and the bed ensemble for. Oh, a few weeks, I think. Maybe it was a month or two. I don't quite remember the length of time that we had it at this point. And people don't just sleep on mattresses, as you're aware. No. Sometimes no. they sit on them, put their shoes on. On occasion, no. somebody jumps on them. On, well, definitely not on this occasion. <laughs> um, but people also have sex. Oh, I know, I right? Now, now it's starting to come back to what this podcast yep. is about. Full so circle. people have full circle, and Jar and I were really christening this thing. <laughs> so we spent a lot of times making a racket. You're newlyweds, of course you were. Oh, oh no, 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 no! This isn't the first bed. This is the one we replaced it with. This is this happened like last year. <laughs> Wait, then back up. You lost me. What happened to the we first a, one? King size, living high in the hog. Uh, no, no, no. That was a queen size piece of. Sh that was a queen size oh, that we got with one, our wedding money. Wedding money. Wedding money. Shitty mattress, but it was better than the one we had before. And then kept that I for five years. Kept that for. Five years. Okay, yeah. then recently, year ago, new mattress. New mattress. I got. You know, I, don't, I, I got my my new job. I thought I was listening I, to you. I don't know how I missed all that. I could have also just been telling the story poorly. Which you're doing a great job. That so not on we, you. So we get this new mattress, this foam mattress in a box. New mattress is the, also foam. Different company. No, the old mattress wasn't foam either. It was just a regular Serta. Get on the. You you told me wedding mat. No wedding mattress was just a regular spring mattress. Okay. With a box spring, but it was shitty. Got it. New mattress, okay, but it new mattress. Year ago mattress. Five years ago mattress, Dad. Right, was the Serta spring mattress. Correct. Shitty. A year ago. Yes. Yes. Now, now I've moved on to a year ago. A year ago. You got your king size. Live, king size living high on the hog. Got it. Foam bed in a box. Okay. With the frame and everything. So a year ago, Jar and I are going to Pound Town a lot on this map. Yes. Okay. And we were also having um, guests. Yeah. As well. Okay, so had a couple threesomes on this thing, whatever. Well, one night, it's just he and I, and we are having sex. And it comes to its climactic finish. We're both spent and sweaty and, you know, breathing heavy, and we just slump back onto the bed. And we hear something shift, and there's a little bit of a creak, and Jar just slightly like slaps me on the thigh, and he's like, 
get up. I'm like, what? He's like, get up right now. I'm like, okay. And the fucking thing just crumbles underneath us. Just into a pile of toothpicks, this thing just collapses beneath us. We broke the bed after sex, which I who I didn't know that you. actually happened. Yeah, but then we were without a bed frame for a while. But because um, you have to realize, I don't think that a lot of these companies, especially like these bed in the box companies where they're selling stuff for pretty inexpensive, the weight that they're um, scored to carry. It's not I don't so think... much the weight that they're scored to carry, but the forces that get applied to it that are different. During sexual activity versus sleeping activity. Like, if you're building a bed for sleeping and all that force is just directed straight down, that's one thing. But the movement that happens during coitus is totally different forces coming from totally different angles. Right. And then especially if you had a third person in there. Right. You know, and so there was definitely some various forms of impact happening. And you have to realize, too, that like, I am not a small person. My husband is not a small person. We are both individuals of size. So, and I hadn't thought about that before buying the f- bed of thinking of, okay, what's the, what's the weight capacity on this thing? Um, so, so when it broke one, I felt real fat. Let me tell you. <laughs> real bad (laughs) so uh breaking furniture is not a great feeling Mm -mm. (laughs) if you if you're not aware i broke a chair too my day it's it's not fun uh so then we had to get up we moved the mattress off top of it we have to move this pile of sticks out of our bed now um and i immediately start trying to contact the company (laughs) And they tell us that uh, they can't replace it because it's been, oh, it must have been months because it was after the 100 days. So, so the f- they bed couldn't... frame came from the same company as the mattress. Is that right? Yeah. They, also, they sent us all, it was all one bundle. So the frame broke. They wouldn't give us our money back, but they're like, we'll just send you a new frame. I'm like, well, it's just going to happen again. She's like, well. Then you can just call us for another one. <laughs> anyway, they sent us a new bed frame. Um, it didn't come until after I had left for Chicago. So Jar had set it up um, and he's been sleeping on it back home without any issue because I'm not there to break it. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> but ever since that day, I am so gun shy about sleeping in beds that I'm not familiar with. So I've been, you know, here in Chicago, I've been um, staying at Airbnbs and like renting furniture and stuff for my contract. And I am so terrified (laughs) to crawl into any bed that I, that does not have like a track record (laughs) that I can't, that I haven't vetted yet. Um, Actually. So I have this new Airbnb. And when Jair came to visit me this last week, so this bed is a Murphy bed. Nice. You know, the kind, well, you know, the kind that like folds down from the wall. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a double bed too. So it's small. Yeah. But so Jair and I were very concerned about, okay, one, can we even sleep on this thing together? Is one of us going to have to take the couch? And two, are we going to be able to have any kind of shenanigans? So we try to sleep on the bed and he sleeps on it with me and it's okay. Not so bad. Not so bad. And then I decided, and I told him, I said, no hanky panky on this bed because I don't trust it. He was like, okay, well, of course I'm the one who initiates. (laughs) Like I go down on him and it's like fine and whatever and everything's okay. But then again, we lay back down. And there's some creaking. And I'm like, oh no, this shit better not, better not break because I am, this is an Airbnb. It's not my bed. 
Um, so I force him. I, I, I wake him up and, and I'm like, dude, we got to get off this bed. I need to, I need to know for my own peace of mind, what is this thing made out of? <laughs> so I drag him out of bed in the middle of the night and we both lift up the mattress to see what's underneath it. And it's made of steel. And it's, it's like steel and there's a solid board underneath it. And he's like, it's fine. We're okay. I'm like, all right. And luckily, it's been fine. Good. But I'm telling you, Dan, I am so afraid of beds now. I have like broken bed PTSD or something. <laughs> because fucking causes a lot of impact, especially when you're a big person. and. Now I'm thinking about, you know, if I ever, when I do go back home and um, Jar and I get physical on the bed or we have a, a guest or something, um, the bed's going to break again. And now I have to think about what's the next frame I'm going to buy because I'm not going to buy from, get another one from that company. Certainly I'm not. I'm you that right now. Certainly not. No. So uh, I, I don't, I, I've, I've only broken the be- a bed once. And I don't want to do it again. <laughs> well, this seems interesting that you bring this up. I don't know if you know this about me, but I uh, am a woodworker. I've made some some money building and designing furniture in my past. I probably will in my future at some point. I did not know that about It's true. You. It's true. And I have, uh, I guess I've built three beds. I think I've built three beds. Um. One of those was a Murphy bed for my own house. Um, and one of them years ago was from a gal that I used to work with who, uh, I don't know that she was, she was sexually adventurous at a minimum and open, open about that. Uh, and she wanted a bed that I think she just said was orgy proof for exactly the same reason that you clearly need a bed that's built for the kind of activity that you want to do on that bed. Well, you're going to have to recreate that bed. For I still me, have man. the plans. God damn it. You do. <laughs> <laughs> but last I talked to her, it was, it was several years ago, but she had had the bed for at least five years, had moved it across the country. Uh, and she still said it, it was holding up well and going strong. So perfect. You, My did, dream. you had the wrong bed for the right activities. Now you just oh, need the right bed were, for the right activities. I just need the right bed for the right activities. I have like a an, a vision in my mind of like my perfect bed frame. Mm-hmm. It's got like it's a canopy bed. Ooh. Like it's got it's got beams and rafters and places where you can like hook things to. Yeah. Put your equipment on. It's put my equipment on. Uh it's a little lifted and there's there may or may not be a cage underneath, Ooh. you know? <laughs> so that's, that's Is this bed the wood? dream. Is it steel? Um, dark wood or, or steel, something. If it's going to be wood, it's got to be pretty solid, you know? I've built some so. solid things. All Let's right, design well. some furniture. Let's make it a podcast. <laughs> Let's build you a bed. Sex furniture with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible furniture with them. Terrible furniture, and then like a St. Andrew's cross in the corner. Oh, every... I love it. The possibilities. I do some, the possibilities are. Endless. I do some welding too, so we could uh, we could really have fun with this. Oh, I love we'll, it. We'll and then I'll cage. have fun. <laughs> and then I'll have fun with it later. <laughs> I think that would be a really good idea. I think uh, I think we should. You should you should design a bed of your dreams, and then we should uh, we should make it reality. That should absolutely happen. Oh, I am so excited. Okay. Um, I love it. The question is, where the fuck would it go right now? Because we're also having home renovation issues and projects always, as well. And always. It's nonstop. I picked out paint color when I was back home. Nice. <laughs> before, my, before my flight, we went to the hardware store and I picked out paint and then went to the airport. Real um, romance. Oh, so much romance. Um that's that's marriage folks uh breaking beds and picking out paint colors that's it that's it that that's it what um, colors did you pick out um i room? picked out 
I picked out for the living room, we're doing an accent wall in like a really dark blue, like a blue black color almost. And then the other walls are, and then the other um, walls are going to be like a steel gray. Nice. Yep. Our housemate, because we have a, our friend Kim, um, moved into our house after I moved out, which I think is funny. Um, but she's, so she's at the house and she painted our master bathroom. That was like a surprise for Jar and I. Um, she painted our master bathroom, master bathroom and our, ma- uh, our guest bathroom. Did you, too. did you like the job she did? She did a great oh, job. Good. She did a great job. I wasn't so sure about the color choice for the guest bathroom, but when I saw it in person, I really liked it. So excellent. Yeah. Home remodel is fun. I could, I could um, talk about that but, all day. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So broken beds, they're a thing. I, I don't know if it happens to a lot of people or not, but oh, it, it 100% does. It 100% does. People break beds all the time, especially because they buy when they're in their early 20s, they're getting new houses or, or, or new apartments for the first time out of, out of college uh, or they, you know, they get their, their first job or they can afford stuff. They go to Ikea, they get flat pack furniture and then you mm-hmm. start fucking on that because you're in your 20s and you're out at the bars and meeting people and having a wonderful time and doing the tinders and then. You start banging on these beds at 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 precarious angles and trying to and snap crack trying to do the fun stuff, thing. getting you know taking it taking it to the next level. And man, that flat pack shit just isn't built for that. Can't do it. No, Not for long. My my recommendation and what I am going to be doing in the future is whenever I purchase a bed frame, I'm going to look at the weight capacity and double it like for what i think i need or something i found a bed frame on amazon that has a like a 1800 pound weight capacity on it it's made of solid steel god damn right. right that's that's what i'm talking about well if you're gonna buy new yes i think that's reasonable advice but if you're also gonna buy new why don't you go to a furniture store why don't you jump on it why don't you why, why, why don't you put it through some paces at the store or can you jump on a bed at a store? Yeah. I feel like if that's reckless. You're, if they're trying to sell you stuff, they'll let you do whatever you want. And if they don't, Fair. then that's not the bed for you. True. And there's a lot of used options that are very good. If you get like used furniture from the 70s, from the 60s, like or earlier, that stuff is built to last. And you can get that for a dime <laughs> a dozen all over the place. And it always comes with headboards. You can tie ropes to that shit. You can do whatever you want. That's true. That's true. The uh, advantage of mid-century modern. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think you got options. And Nassim, this is not on you. Oh, I'm not saying it's on me. I'm just saying it has definitely put a bug in my brain. So every time I go to a hotel, or a friend's house, or a more than friend's house, I'm constantly feeling, what's this bed going to do? I'm listening. I'm always <laughs> using my ears, like every creak of the bed. Is that is that a board splintering beneath me? Is this bed caving in towards the middle a little too much? Like, Listen, I get very- You got these things called mechanic <laughs> mirrors. Now. I don't know if you've seen one of these, but it's like, it, it's about this big. And what I'd say six or eight inches, but it's telescopic. You pull a thing and it, 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 it'll pull out to about 30 inches. And then at the end, there's a mirror that's angled. I say you keep one of those in your go bag. And whenever you go to a new friend's house, you casually slip that out, take a peek <laughs> underneath the edge of the bed so you can see how it's constructed, get a feel for the thing before you get to work on it. I think, uh, I think that's the way to go. And then once you, you know, are satisfied of the, construction quality of the piece of furniture then you can really let yourself go and enjoy the evening these are the conversations that i have when i meet somebody for the first time your uh std status and 
how heavy can your bed hold? <laughs> so got to got to get right down to the real information. If we're going to have a good time, impo- this stuff is important, folks. It it is important because I you don't want to you don't want to mess up a good time with a splinter in your ass. Like it's just that's not how you want to end Certainly it. Not. Carrying piles of wood out the back door. To, <laughs> it's not a fun time. But it does make for something you can laugh about. Right, there's some joy there. There is some joy there. I mean, sex would get pretty boring if it always ended as expected, right? That's true. That's true. But also, maybe you don't have expectations when you have sex. But that's just me. Maybe you can expect a nice, joyous time. Yes. That, that's that's, the, that's that should be that's what you're expecting. Fun. You should expect fun. Well, uh, and maybe for some people, breaking a bed is fun. That's the goal. I'm sure there are folks who are like, let's <laughs> let's break this thing. We're going to fuck this thing into the floor. <laughs> well, Nassim, I certainly appreciate your positive look at the absurdity of sex. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what other options do we have? <laughs> so, I got some questions for you. You want to go there? Oh, good. please. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you're going to know. I mean, maybe you know the answer to this. I I don't know the answer to this. I'm oh, looking forward to asking we're this start, question. We're, we're starting off strong today. <laughs> okay. All right. Hit me. Hey, Nassim. How do I get better at deep throating? Oh, is that the question? That's it. That's it. That's Short it. Short and sweet and to the point. I like it. How do you get better at deep throating? Uh, practice. Um, I used to say that I had no gag reflex. Nope, I take that back. I used to say that I had a very strong gag reflex. Um, and sometimes I still do, like even brushing my teeth sometimes, depending like if I just woke up or something, it can um, initiate that. But d- deep throating is not something that you can just, you know, start doing. It's it does take practice. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience. Uh, practice. Um, breathe through it is all I can say. Make sure that you are focusing on your breathing. Um, I heard a I I saw a trick somewhere where someone like closed their fist and like dug their nail into their into the palm of their hand and it like distracts from the gag. I've tried it. It doesn't, it didn't work for me, but I've heard it works for other people. Um, So like some sort of distraction, I guess uh, from the gag, but also I've heard of that working in a, uh, a lie detector test. Oh, really? But I, I don't know. I have heard that <laughs> create create a painful a-, a painful thing when uh, you're being asked questions. So that uh, yeah, I don't know. It says other stuff. Gives false readings. That's that's the word. I don't I don't think poly- polygraph tests are, are wildly accurate anyway. Oh, they're not accurate. They're not accurate at all. The fact that they're still used in any kind of criminal cases is. Ridiculous, but that's neither here nor there. No, not this, my. This, this is not the polygraph not my show. Wha- this is not the polygraph show. Uh, it's a, a pseudo polyamory show, but <laughs> not polygraph show. That's outside of my wheelhouse. Um, but you're not a polygraph the, enthusiast. <laughs> not, not at all. I can't say that I am. Yeah, is but you know, gagging is not a bad thing. Um. Sometimes a partner may like that. Sure. Um, also, also, when you gag and when you try, when you attempt a deep throat and you gag, what happens is you get some uh, mucus build up in the back of your throat, and you can use that mucus, like if you push it up to the front of your mouth, you can use it as uh, extra extra lubricant. So it makes 
it makes the act of fellatio a lot easier. Um, you like so you don't get like dry mouth or whatever, and it is more pleasing to the partner. Uh, it's also um, you take breaks too. You know, if you start to feel like you're going to gag, you know, stop, breathe, maybe let up on the penis a little bit, um, and just you kind of have to train yourself to do it. It does require <laughs> that you suck a lot of dick um, because you know practice makes better. Um, if that's what you want to do, like if you want to deep throat, practice, try it out. But if it's something that like maybe, you know, if like are you are you wanting to do it because your partner really wants you to do it? I mean, examine that. But uh yeah, just practice. Um maybe don't practice on a real person. Get like dildos of varying sizes and practice on a dildo. Or maybe you do practice on a partner and you say, hey, I need practice. We're, we're going we're to put that. some time in on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make it fun. Don't make it a chore. Make it exciting. Right. Make it a f- yeah, have fun with it. I think that's all good advice. I didn't Thank even you. know if you'd be able to answer that and look at you. You got all the answers. I certainly tried. <laughs> All right. Hey, Nassim. Is it unfair that I don't like uncircumcised penises? I've had experiences with uncircumcised penises, and I've found that I just don't like interacting with them, especially for oral sex. The texture, the smell, and look just isn't attractive to me. Am I wrong to feel this way? I can't help it, but I certainly would attempt to work through this if the person I was with re- Am I wrong for feeling this way? I can't help it, but I certainly would attempt to work through this if the person I was with was really compatible in other areas. But if I couldn't get past the uncircumcised part, is that unfair? I wouldn't expect anyone to get circumcised for me, by the way. That's not what I'm saying at all. I would just end things if I couldn't get over it. Ooh, that's tough. Because, you know, we all have preferences. But I think it's really dangerous is a heart is a harsh word, but it's, it's a little dangerous to, um, you know, close yourself off to different types of people just because of what their bodies are like. And I mean, how different is it? for someone to say that, you know, they're, they're not attracted to, um, an overweight person or, um, a person of a certain ethnicity or, um, something that they have no control over. I mean, yes, you can get circumcised as an adult, but it is not a fun time. Um, and I don't know, I don't think it's, it's not, it's not wrong necessarily. Um, I've been with, men who both circumcised and uncircumcised men and yes there is a bit of difference because you have to consider foreskin and there are, are things to um think about when you're especially like when you're going down on on them um i'm interested that you said like the smell is bad that just indicates to me that that person's like maybe not taking care of themselves right yeah you're but, allowed to say wash your dick that you're allowed to say yeah you can yeah, you can you can tell somebody that, you know, can you like freshen up a little bit maybe? Um because anybody I I mean, I don't have a penis, but uh the men that I've known who have uncircumcised penises have have said that, you know, they have been taught their how to take care of their foreskin and that's something that comes with I don't know, having a dick. Um so uh I don't think it makes you a bad person. I think that you have a preference um, and that's okay, but mm, don't let it, I guess, affect your willingness to interact with people. Yeah, don't wall yourself off. Keep your keep your options yeah. open. Keep your options open. Frankly, I mean, uncircumcised dicks are great. I mean, all dicks are great. Um, but, uh, cause they, there's a lot of positives to, um, having an, uh, an uncircumcised penis. Frankly, uh, a lot of times it, it feels better. 
um, when you're having like, for me, like for PNV sex, cause you've got, there's like a little bit like having that extra skin. Um, ha- it's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's like lubrication, but like it, the, the friction just feels differently. Um, then a circumcised penis, it's, uh, there's lots of positives. I mean, there's also lots of positives to circumcised dicks. It's, you know, dicks are great. There, there's no, there's no such thing as a bad one. Hey, Nassim. <laughs> yes. How do I give a blowjob for a really long time? My man has, <laughs> <laughs> my man has fantasized. Of coming from just me giving him a blowjob. Nothing else. I want to give him this, but I get tired or my jaw hurts after a while. Any advice? <laughs> I laugh. Because if there's one thing I'm really good at, <laughs> it's giving a really long blowjob. <laughs> so, um, so he, you know, some people consider oral sex as foreplay. And I disagree entirely. Entirely. I think foreplay entirely. I think oral sex is uh it's its own party in of itself. And yeah, baby. Um so I think you need a little bit of foreplay before oral. Um so when you're going down on a guy, uh tease him. You know, just be like a long blowjob is not just having the dick in your mouth. I think, you know, if you're um, caressing and kissing and licking like the areas around the penis, like suck on his balls, maybe um, if he if he's into that, if he's into you, like maybe rubbing his taint a little bit or like putting your mouth down there or um, like nibbling the thigh. Start there and then work your way to the penis. and then. Um, and you don't have to go, it's not like all hard sucking the entire time. You can go slow, be sensual with it. Um, you know, do some licks, do some sucking, and then maybe like stop for a while and like play with it with your hands. Like just because you go between like your mouth and your hands doesn't mean like you're ending the blowjob. It's all the same kind of action. You're still going down on him, but it's what you're doing as you're going down on him that extends the lifespan of the blowjob. It gives you a break. It gives your mouth a break. Um, And then it's also, you're creating multiple sensations for him. So it's not one constant um, feeling, which can be great but it can also be you know sometimes that overstimulation with one sensation can become almost dulling or um it's not as exciting after a while um so change things up you know you can go soft you can go hard you can go back and forth use your hands um if you're finding that you know you're getting tired because um, you know, you're, you're going really deep on his dick. Use your hands at the base of his dick and just play with a tip with your mouth. You know, there's lots of ways you can be versatile and it can extend the time in which you're going down on him. And it's more of a roller coaster ride for him too. So he's getting all this plethora of sensations and if it's not something that you've, if you haven't done anything like that before, it's going to, you know, I think it'll drive him, it'll make him wild. And he, you may, good chance he'll make him come for moral that way. I think it's a great answer. Thank you. You're knocking him out of the park today. <laughs> well, at least I'm knocking the answers out of the park today. <laughs> Hi, Nassim. When can one have raw sex? I've been sleeping with one guy since February. I don't want to have sex with anyone else. I'm able to get checked every month working in healthcare, so I know my stats. I want to take it to the next level and not use condoms. How does one ask that? Is it too soon? 
is uh, is a conversation that you, have you had this conversation with this person at all in the lifetime of your relationship um and is it going without a condom is a personal choice and um you have to really it's not a question that I can answer for you that is something that you have to have that conversation with your partner with and how do you bring it up just be like hey man um you know I really enjoy our sexy time together. Um, you're the only person that I'm with. How would you feel if we stopped using a condom? And, you know, do you trust this person enough? Are are you sure? Sh- is he monogamous with you? Um, and if he's not, how do you feel about that? If you're getting tested regularly? Um, you know, there's a lot of variables here both with um, your communication and your communication style and also with what your partner's um, background is and what they're doing. So a lot of it comes down to trust. Um, And you just have to be open and willing to maybe hear an answer you don't want to hear too. So um, I I am a strong believer of don't ask questions if you don't want to know the answer. and so if he is sleeping with other people, is that something that you are okay with or not? Um, and if you are, are you still willing to go without a condom? That's a personal decision that you have to make. Um, I don't think it's too soon. I think timelines for when you escalate is completely within the bounds of the relationship. I can't comment on that. Um, but yeah, you just, you just have to talk to them. And make sure you understand the risks and make sure that you have an alternative plan for birth control. If that fits your gender. Thank you, Dan. I didn't even, didn't even talk about that. Yes, Absolutely. Um, have a backup birth control method if that is something that matters to you or affects you at all. Great. Moving on. Hey, Nassim, I bought a butt plug. On the description on the box, it says stainless steel. However, on the Amazon page, it just says metal. My question is this. Is there any kind of metal sex toy Toxic to the human body. Oh, buddy, this is a question for my husband. Um, because is he, is he a metallurgist? <laughs> no, he used to work in the sex toy industry. Ah, so he knows way more about um, like products and materials and that sort of thing. Um, sex toys that are toxic to the human body. If you're buying one that is not from a reputable source, if you can't vet the company, uh, then I would probably stay away from that product. It's really hard when you're buying things online, especially off of Amazon, because there's so many third-party companies and you don't really know where your products are coming from. Um, but if the box says that it's stainless steel, then like I would go with what the packaging says um, and not necessarily what the description online says. But as long as, but if, I guess my recommendation is buy it from a reputable source, like buy it from a sex toy company itself, whether it's like Icicles or um, like Doc Johnson or something like that. Uh, Lover's Lane you know, basic, um, has, has cheaper stuff, but stuff that you can, you know, count on. Um, but there are metals that you probably should stay away from that they leach if they're not, um, properly, like I'm not a metallurgist at all or any kind of scientist, but, or chemist, but there, I mean, there are metals that aren't great to be inhabiting your rectum um especially because of the environment 
inside the body. There's like, you know, you don't want it to corrode or, or, or leach any of those chemicals. Um, but I mean, metal sex toys are kind of, they're pretty great. So I'm not trying to scare anybody, but, um, I don't know what specific toys you should stay away from. Unfortunately, that is something I can do more research on and come back to. Um, we will probably have another episode about sex toys, um, in the future. Um, but I would just say stay away from something where you can't determine the company, um, that makes the product. I think that's great advice. I know a couple things about a couple metals. You clearly don't want to put any mild steel in your rectum because it could rust very quickly. Um, so that would be a terrible idea. But if you had lubricant it, lubricant on it, no, never mind. Don't put mild steel up your butt. Stainless steel. You heard it here. That's right. <laughs> You heard it here first. Stainless steel is your best bet. Um, and most sex toys are going to be stainless steel or surgical steel is also fine. Surgical steel um, is stainless steel. It, You are right. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew I was misspeaking. All stainless um, steel, not surgical steel, though. He's yes. This is terrible. This is terrible toys with Dan. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, that would be yeah, a great episode uh, where we just talk about the things not to put up your butt. Oh, it would be. We could talk about like all the crazy things up the butt stories mm -hmm. that I'm sure exist in the world. Oh, they do. Um, oh, they do. Oh, they do. You ever, do you ever um, do any ER work? Uh, no. Really? ER is not. I have no interest in the emergency room. I, was, I was, um, spent 10 years as a paramedic, so I've been in and out and around a bunch of ERs. And... There's some. It doesn't. Some it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm, oh, I I know their stories. Uh, yeah, because I'm the type of person who like likes to know what I'm getting when I get a patient. I like to have an idea of their med history of uh, y you know the, the environment. I just want to know about my patient. And in ER, you have no idea who or what is walking in the door. And to me, that is. That causes me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so fair enough. That was the um, stuff that I liked. Yeah, and a lot of people love it. I think there's a certain uh, type of person who can work in ER and work in those high, uh, those like high pressure environments, who can work out in the field and work in emergency rooms. And I give them, and you know, you yourself, like lots of credit. I couldn't do it. That's not for me well i think we're very lucky we have you where you are thanks that's all i got for you to see oh man this is a short one it is but it's a great one <laughs> this episode five will go down is absolutely positively one of the top five episodes of terrible sex with nasim for sure definitely top five Nassine wants all her terrible listeners to know that although she is a medical professional, she is not your medical professional. This podcast is not medical advice. If you want medical advice, please seek out your very own healthcare provider. Terrible Sex with Nassine is part of the Terrible Podcast Network.